Right. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I... Uh, did you vote? You didn't vote. That's not a question. I fucking know that you didn't. I, um, uh, you know, this isn't from, like, some different time or whatever. This isn't from, like, 2016. This is from right now and ever now is. Derek and I kind of been drinking. Um, but it's definitely, like, the middle of November in 2023. I can tell you that. And we're in America. I'm pretty positive. And so we had a local, you know, like, city council person, primary. No, not even a primary. It wasn't even that. But it was just local local small city election type stuff that affects you and me. Now, I went to vote before work, and I went in a little bit late that day just because I felt like it. Uh, so it was like 9 in the morning or something. When you would expect that the early rush, maybe a little before 9 would be. I was the only person in there voting for my city council <laughs> representative, Latricia Vita, who won, by the way, and she won last time when I voted for her. So I think she owes, owes me a lot because I might have been the only person that showed up both times. I'm like, Latricia, I'm your voter. Um, Shelter. You may, yeah, you have mentioned that you are aware that this podcast exists, which is terrifying to me, um, but also heartwarming. Um, but yeah, I, I went in there and there was no one in there. But the better story is my buddy David Murder lives um, around the corner from the third precinct that burned down during the whole George Floyd thing. Like he has a house on like, uh, something, something in park. I won't be too specific to where he lives. He has like a nice old Victorian over there that he bought years ago. And, um, yeah, he was right in the middle of it. He, he saw, you know, black pickup trucks with no license plates, like Ooh. white guys getting out and harassing Somali women in the street in the middle of all that stuff. Mm. And he just stood out there like mm. in Terminator two with his shotgun on his shoulder until the sun came up on his porch, just like waiting, um, uh, waiting for something to go wrong, and a lot of stuff went wrong. And there's a lot of stories about about that whole part of history in Minneapolis here. Um, but he said that he went to vote for his city council person, and that he went at after work six o'clock or so at night or something like that. And they were like, "Hey, congratulations!" And he's like, "What are you talking about?" It's like you're the one hundredth person to like to vote today. And he was like, that's funny, but I got mad. So I'm like, all day. And it's been, people have been off work. Whatever. It's like six. It's not like four, anything like that. Six o'clock. A hundred people voted for the person who probably has the most influence over over your actual day-to-day -day lives. You know, depending on who you are than, than, any, than any president or whatever. You know, because... At this point, like, the, the president, like, if you, if you get the wrong one, yeah, they'll, like, pack the Supreme Court with psychopaths and they'll do all this stuff. But then if you vote for the right people near you, like we do in Minnesota, it's like, oh, yeah, like, we had, like, an evil game show host, Job of the Hut president or whatever, and he packed the fucking Supreme Court with people that, that hate women and gays and stuff. <laughs> but then we codified abortion rights and, and gay rights and stuff into our state's constitution, and then also everybody got weed. And you want to know why the fuck that is? It's because a bunch of people who probably aren't your lazy ass actually voted in all these elections. <laughs> like, that's how this shit actually works. Like, even if you're only voting for governor, you, you're, you've slept through too much. You know, you should be voting for, like, the person who gets to run for mayor in in the in the party of your choice. Well, it's ward it's wards in Minneapolis, right? Yeah, ward four is is where we are, over over north over here. Once again, I live in, I would say like a, a pretty snazzy part, but I I live in North Minneapolis because I wanted to be around you know more diversity and stuff. Doesn't doesn't that sound believable? 
Yeah, it's actually because I wanted to become a homeowner and I'm poor, and that's why everyone you know lives in North Minneapolis. But all, you know what? I've learned to love my neighbors. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've learned to love my neighbors. I'm on my my uh, neighborhood board, and I, I've met I've met our, our Ward Four City Council person, Latricia. David is in, in Ward Three, famously next to that uh, the police station that burned down. Like that was blocks ah. from his house because he lives by. We used to walk to Chicago Lake Liquor. Um, before, after, and during band practice <laughs> <It's>, uh, <laughs> at different times. And, uh, man, lowest prices on, like, a thing of Kettle One Vodka in the whole state, I swear to God. Hmm. Like, that place, it had its own permanent cop in it. You know, it was, like, one of those liquor stores. And it was, like... Is that place still there? Chicago, like, survived. I do think so. Yeah, there's a lot of places that are just skeletons other other former selves that are gone after all that stuff but i think chicago lake liquor it's like some it's it had to have been a little bit like you know in the first batman with jack nicholson and they go into the they go into the art museum or whatever and they're wrecking all the art and then the guy goes to like there's like a picture of this like naked guy standing in between two sides of beef and he's like pulls out a knife and the joker stops him he's like wait a minute i kind of like this one and i feel like when they were going to burn down chicago lake liquor it was like come on now I kind of like this. Yeah. <laughs> this, is yes. a, this is an institution. Yes. This has been supplying everyone uh, with cheap hooch on the first we of the month when your welfare check we comes can't in. can't burn down the liquor For store. For God's sake, they probably take EBT yeah. illegally to like, I mean, not hanging them out to dry here or anything. But if they are, they're doing the Lord's work. Yes. You know, if, if they're taking food stamps for liquor, and th- while that's just a fine cornerstone establishment, it means... You don't have to rob someone for liquor money. It means it just comes from the state. Yes. If you buy a little baby food on the side, that's good too. Yeah. But you can also buy, you know, wild turkey one oh one or you know what you wanna stretch <laughs> you wanna stretch those 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 um, EBT dollars when it comes to like, you know, illegally I'm not really accusing Chicago Lake Liquor of doing this. I'm just saying that I've been there a few times. Judging on whatever day of the month it's been, I've kind of felt like perhaps that's what was happening. Or I did used to live with someone who was like a real, real bottom rung shyster, as I'm about a third rung shyster. And, uh, you know, he uh, he would get I do believe he got he got some kind of food assistance, but he's also like kind of working for this local booking agent guy who like didn't want him drinking and smoking weed and whatever. And so like he had access to the company card, but he would only let him buy like food or real things with it or or something. Normal stuff. So. For a 100% markup, uh, I'd be like, all right, well, I'm going to take the card and buy myself food and shit, and then I'm going to buy you, you know, half of that worth of, of, of liquor and, and cigarettes and whatever you want. And I always call it the inconvenience charge. <laughs> like, if you're willing to pay nearly 2.5 times the price of this bottle of malt liquor, like, I will help you launder that either food stamper or 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 credit business credit card yes. money to make that happen. We're in business. Yeah. So it's like I just got pennies on the do- like just like just groceries for days and days and days. And I you know I had my own money and I was living in a place where the rent was like two hundred dollars a month because it was in a that was the only other time I've ever lived over north was renting down in the twenties and that was terrifying but also fun. Oof, yeah. Yeah. No one cared what yeah, I did down there. And yeah. and you know what? Here's the point I'm trying to make. I didn't care what I did down there because I was just renting. But see, I'm a homeowner now, and I vote. I go and I vote in, in, in fucking everything, and I just have this unbelievable level of disdain. I get it when you just, like, 
sit on your fat ass until the presidential election rolls around. You're like, well, we got two real shitty choices. That's your fault. <laughs> we, we've got to do something. Yeah, like go back in time and vote the other hundred times. You're like all the worst people in the world don't want you to vote. And so when you go, good, I won't, that says something about you more than it says about them. <laughs> like, yes, I would love for the worst people in the world to get what they want. And, uh, and, and hopefully nothing bad will happen to me, you say. And I get it if you're like, I'm not going to vote, and I'm going to vote for the third party in this presidential race. Maybe you should be able to do that only if you voted in all the other things. But why yeah. did you sit out of this one? Did you think that you didn't want to vote for the lesser of two evils for the head of the PTA? Like, is it really that fucking like, well, he's told both of these choices are just terrible. Well, I got news for you. There's actually primaries for those, too. Like, you could just get out of your house and vote. And I'm not... No one that listens to this podcast is underprivileged. I wish. I wish I had the ear of the of the of the depressed masses or whatever. But it's like right. anyone that has three jobs and has to take the bus to all of them because they have like nine kids or whatever, like they're the ones having trouble voting, and a lot of times they find a way. But none of them are listening to this podcast. You are. <laughs> You're a fucking white guy that used to have a faux hawk that listened to SMB or Blue Felix, and you have time to vote and you fucking don't. And I'm just going to point out not that i hate you but that i know that and i hate that about you <laughs> anyway that concludes the 10 minute long not taking a breath tirade of the opening of this podcast because there, there was an election recently and i actually liked the results in my local area but i feel like you know we're lucky because over north you know you have to get involved over south everybody's still kind of like this will probably get better on its own because it used to be better on its own north is only ever better when someone fucking does something and everyone yes. kind of knows that now so they're like we better do something I'm like well then people are doing stuff i think i think it's i think it's yeah you know there's movement there's movement i'll say at least in North. South kind of seems like it's going South shit. has had it too good for too long. It, That's the yes. fucking problem. They're That's new. That's what it is. They're what we call new poor, right? <laughs> it's like the always sunny thing. I mean, South has always been hard as shit, but... South's been up and it's down. It's never been North. North is its, <laughs> its very own thing. Well, it's, it, the, even the topography of North is fascinating. <laughs> like, it's harder to get from here to the city than it is to get from south. South just naturally flows into like the downtown area. Right. Have you ever there noticed is, that? Yes. Like when you were picking me up and giving me rides to work, we had to, if you didn't want to take the freeway and we were just doing what we were doing, um, it was such a circuitous, fun and interesting, but like weird, awkward, Going industrial zone route and neighborhoods <laughs> and no train tracks and fishing docks and just weird yep. stuff. Just all the live Dude, long way, I... passing the Hells Angels clubhouse and... Just all this terrifying stuff that says, should I even be driving down this road? And that's yeah. what you go through, you know, to get to the center of the labyrinth. That's my that's my weird, I don't want to fucking drive on the highway thing. It's just a weird thing. <laughs> is, is, your no high, is your no highway thing weirder than just the fact that you drive like a monster truck? Or is it is it predate that? Is it, it like, predates that. It okay. definitely, I've always been a fuck the highway. I just, it's too much. Maybe it's because I'm from a little town. Maybe. My you, wife you my to, wife is from a little town. Highway, no problem. Just Okay. But maybe I if you learn to just, drive. I would much rather maybe it's because I smoke weed in my car. Maybe you got pulled all over. All the way to work. Maybe, and maybe all the way home. I think you do get pulled over more on the highway just in general. Which holy shit, I'm gonna have to actually finally like think about again. Because do you realize 
that when you drive like a like a royal blue ten year old Toyota Prius, almost no matter what you do, no one's pulling you over because they know there's going to be an old white math teacher driving it. Yes. When you drive the car, and I'm not going to say what it is. I'm going to have it in a couple of weeks. I finally figured it out. It's not a Toyota. I know. It's not a fucking Tesla either. Shut up. But it's something that you won't even see coming. But it is the color. I showed Derek. I'm going to get pulled over in this thing more. Let me just say, my truck is the exact same color, and only because it's a truck. Yeah. I haven't gotten pulled over. But our friend Kyle, shout out Kyle referred to it when i got it as arrest me red. arrest me red oh mine's two-tone red and black so whether that's you know an, an old geese thing like oh you got a red car you're gonna get fucking pulled over. uh insurance rates used to be higher on red cars <laughs> yeah, I but mean, really? not not on giant farm trucks though right on things that i'm going to be driving yeah and even though i do kind of wonder i might not get it as bad as like because let's just be honest pulling people over it's not a game of they're not looking for gr- like like John Travolta greasers driving like how Agreed. everybody thinks it is. Agreed. They're looking for people who aren't white who are doing crimes, and like the, right. like so if you drive like this, I'm not saying by the way that this is good. I'm just saying that this is the way it is. If you're driving a Dodge Charger, um, no matter what color it is, with tinted windows. They think they know who's driving that thing, and they're going to pull it over. And the yeah. funny thing is, is they're probably right. I'm not saying it's good. <laughs> I'm you're, just you're saying looked at there might least. be a warrant and a bag of weed and a gun that maybe <laughs> there's no paperwork for in that car. One of those things, maybe all three of those things, and you're going to get pulled over more. But you know, the real, real, real deep truth of the matter is, though, now all they do is scan plates. So realistically, like the kind of car you're driving, actually, I don't think it matters like it used to. But I mean, I just, right. the way I used to drive, I've, I've driven a couple of Priuses in my time and they do go. If you don't care about the gas mileage, you can go. And I like that about them. They have two fucking drive trains. I mean, how slow do you think it actually is? People just drive them slow because old people <laughs> buy them, you know, but like you can drive it like an idiot if you want to. And I'm an idiot. So I do. Um, and like, you can do that right in front of a cop and they're just kind of like this person, whoever's driving this has a lawyer and not because they're rich, just because they're old. Like they just do. And they don't have any warrants out for like domestics or, you know what I mean? Like it's not going to be, it's going to be like a 90 year old lady that's on the city council board. That's just kind of like, Oh, officer Peterson, I've heard about you. And then like, Oh God, like that's what, instead of like, you know, Oh cool. I interrupted this rap video or whatever the cops think they're fucking doing. Again, I'm saying things that are funny because they're true, but not because I think it's like good that it's true. It's just yeah. like, I mean, oh, this, this stuff happens. Hey, this stuff the happens. cops are a little racist if you didn't know. And John's just sort of pointing out in the ways in which that manifest. Yeah. And that sometimes to me, Though the consequences could be dire, it's a little funny in a way. And, you know, <laughs> you live in, we all live in this nightmare together. And if you can't laugh at it, you're one of those awful people on Twitter that probably is not listening to this. Yeah. I'm not real concerned. I hope, I, I, I hope not. I hope not. I hope so. I can't wait to get canceled. I've tried so hard. 
I mean, I know a few ways we could get canceled. I don't think I'm important enough. Like, I think I'd probably get, like, arrested by the FBI before whatever I came up with got me, like, canceled. You know what I mean? I'd have to go, here's what I'm going to do. And they're like, okay, John, cool. You got fired from your job, and you definitely (laughs) ended up in prison, but you don't have enough people paying attention to you to go like, oh, well, he's never allowed in a Disney movie. Like, that's not happening. And I wasn't going to be in one anyway. As much as I'm dressed yeah. a little bit like Judge Doom from Roger Rabbit. That wasn't Disney, though. What was that? Is that a Warner Brothers thing? Roger Rabbit? Um... I think Mickey Mouse was in it, but I think they, they made those deals. It was a lot more Warner Brothers-y. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God, who made that? Roger who Rabbit made ruled. Roger Rabbit? God, that was a great movie. Yeah, it holds up. It holds up as a real piece of weird shit. Like, it, it, it still looks... Whatever it was that they were doing still looks good because there's nothing else to compare it to. It's just like, well, we decided to have... Bob Hoskins and like in the forties, <laughs> car- he has like a cartoon revolver and all the bullets are like cowboys. What a weird movie! You feeling frisky, boys? Yeah, just shooting at Christopher Lloyd's the weird villain movie. in that. We were just talking about when he was a Klingon in Star Trek. Yes, search for search Spock. for Spock or whatever. Yeah, he's the one where they're like going around shooting old satellites, like more targets. Like, and he's just this weird, <laughs> ruthless Klingon guy, which is so weird. Because I made an AI picture of Terry Crews as like a Klingon warlord, and it's just like, God damn, who who slept on that casting? Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Is he too busy to be? There's they make all of these on like the Peacock or whatever the CBS streaming thing is. There's all those also. Picard it's and, not too late. No, it's no, not it's, it's not like they can't. But I mean, they need to get on it. He should be like a permanent, like the Terry Crews Klingon, like. Like they should yeah. be the, the not. He who's, should be the president of like Klingon. So it's kind of like when he was President Camacho in, in yeah. Idiocracy. <laughs> he won't act like that, but it'll be like a nod. You know, it's like, hey, yeah, yeah, he's yeah. been the president before. You remember that movie? Right. That was funny, right. or whatever. But it's like he's also like the the Klingon emperor or something like that. I mean, it's perfect. It's yeah, perfect. <laughs> Driving on, and you can even steal Easter eggs from from. Idiocracy, because you know he had the big the presidential motorcade. He just had like a giant monster truck motorcycle thing. He was just like, <laughs> they could do that on the Klingon planet. They're having like a military parade, and he's just on this like Mad Max eighteen wheel motorcycle thing, just kind of like, Aah! and it's like, oh, that's kind of like because one of my favorite things, you know, I'm a Tarantino fan and everything, and mm. an old movie fan, and mm. in uh, Kill Bill two, working on the tenth film right now. I'm I'm interested to see what that's going to be. It might mm. be a little bit meta and heady for my liking, but I hope not. I hope not. I hope it's just insane. That is what we all Ditto. want. But um, in in Kill Bill two, and uh, Bill was played by David Carradine, and David Carradine in 1975 was in a movie called Death Race 2000. Ah, yes. And he played a character called Frankenstein. Yes. And my old band SMB actually, there's a bunch of bunch of samples in our songs of dialogue from Frankenstein from awesome. that movie. You know, it's just like, why do you love me? Because I kill people. <laughs> you know, it's perfect metal band. Fucking right. like, like you only oh, want man. me because I drive the monster and wear the suit. And like, yeah, <laughs> it's just fucking amazing. And he's driving this this um. God, I don't remember it was some kind of Camaro or something, but he had this kind of like convertible seventies. They did, didn't they? and I didn't care about that because like the Statham. Re- Statham is awesome, but like, like Sylvester the Stallone. Original though, the original. Stallone was in Death Race two thousand b- before he was famous, right? Way before Rocky, yeah. He was yep, like Machine yep, Gun yep, Tommy. Yep, he was like yep, an yep. Italian stereotype, and there was just the Nazi car. <laughs> they didn't redo that one. <laughs> There was like this guy and then like this bosomed Brunhilde lady, just with a giant swastikas on it. And 
there was I, a there was a fucking a little Easter egg there too because they were like hailing from Kenosha, Wisconsin, and everyone's like, oh, they Kenosha? just Kenosha. <laughs> there's a giant to this day skinhead um, population in Kenosha, Wisconsin. It is a big white supremacy town. So that movie was making an and I shame on you, Kenosha. I know. I have a story. My old band witnessed that firsthand a real weird way once, and and like and then I looked into it and I'm like, oh, it's really true. And then in Death Race 2000, I went back and rewatched it, and they're like from Kenosha, Wisconsin, the fucking Nazi car. I'm like, they knew, <laughs> they knew back then. It's fucking crazy, but anyway, that's one Easter egg. But then the other one is uh, I'm gonna read about that tonight. <laughs> oh boy, that's I mean funny. Milwaukee's pretty bad, but the that's concentration funny. was. I mean, it, oh yeah, it's a whole thing. And I'll tell you, actually, I'll tell the story after this because I think it's a fun story to tell in the podcast. I think I never have. So, um, in in Kill Bill Two. That's also David Carradine as Bill. Mm-hmm. He was also yep. Frankenstein in Death Race 2000. In Kung Death Fu. Race 2000, he in Kung Fu. Death Race 2000, he drove this like this '70s sports car that was like painted green with like spikes on it. It looked like a lizard car or something like that. But it was a real car underneath, you know, that you could find. And just for like 30 seconds, when he goes to visit Bud, his brother, you know, in the trailer, you know, he's like, "You pawned a Hattori Hanzo sword or whatever," you know, before uh, yeah, yeah, when the when when one eye, you know, gets him with the snake. Yep. Um, he goes to talk to Bud. You just, there's a, there's an establishing shot outside his trailer with a car, Bill's car parked out front and it's his fucking car from Death Race 2000. Not, not with the dinosaur spikes. It's like kind of gold yellow, I think, but it's that car. It is that exact car that they dressed up for Death Race. That's the attention to detail that Tarantino Easter paid egg. on that. And big Easter egg. Kind of don't exactly remember how I got to talking about this, but just that in, in movies and stuff or in whatever that I really, I love that. Like, I love when it's like, oh, look, like, we actually remembered that this happened in this thing. And there's people listening to this who are like, you were, you drunk idiot. You were just talking <laughs> about whatever. But I think I made my point. But more importantly, the Kenosha, Wisconsin skinhead thing. I need to tell you about that. And I think I need to tell the I listeners. I need to hear about Kenosha, Wisconsin. Okay. So. I, yes. Tell me about Kenosha. Back when I was in Screaming Monkey Boner slash Mechanical Brain, we were touring around. Like post the mindless self indulgence tour, so we had some clout about and fans. like what 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 years are we talking? Uh, the MSI before? tour was like 2005, so this is All probably right. like All six right. or seven. This okay. was, would have been the aftermath yep. of us because we like played with them in Milwaukee and we played with them, you know. So we're like going back to these areas because okay. we just played for like, okay. two thousand okay. people that bought hundreds of t shirts and CDs. So we're like okay, um, but we're like where do we play? Because there's like the big places, but we're not like plugged into these towns, so we'd hook up with a lot of local bands. Now. Luckily, in, in this area, the Milwaukee, Kenosha, the Wisconsin area, there was a band that, oh, I think one of them was called Hired Geeks. It was like a, a, an actual Thompson reference, but uh, that might have been them. And I feel bad because I think people from those times and places listen to this sometimes. And I'm, I, I have been seriously drinking today. Um, Shout but, out to you guys. Yeah. But... Uh, there was there was a group that was a little bit more proactive, so they would do like compilation CDs of other like weird bands like SMB and Foxy Shazam and Psycho Stick and MSI was too big by then, but you know stuff like that, dog fashion disco, like things that were like from all over that were weird, you know, like there's like Hammond organs and and, and blast beats and you know, whatever, just the, the crazy the, the <laughs> yeah, genre that we yeah. kind of sort of belonged to back then. If you know, you know. If not, don't right, look it up. Right, but whatever. But. I'll spend a Friday night. You might. Yeah, yeah. You might find some stuff. But um, we kind of, you know, so we were like a little bit hooked up there because we were like, 
on this compilation CD, we met bands from around there and whatever. And we were going to play at some kind of venue there, like an actual venue. And, um, God, I want to say that, like, we're playing with, like, was it Leftover Crack or something? There was, like, a, like kind of a real, <laughs> a real crust-punk band that people have heard of. Sort, I mean, crust-punk that people have heard of. But at least in right, that, right. like, the hard times has probably made fun of them. Like, we were playing with something like that. And they were, like, they learned, these guys just got done drinking gasoline. Like, they were, like, out of it. And... Anyway, it was going to be this all-ages show, and because we had done the MSI thing, and because uh, the, the the area band was, like, you know, proactive about putting out compilation CDs of all the... Trying to build a scene, you know, in the Midwest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was, like, 150 pink mohawk kids and hot girls and, and stuff in line. And we're like, okay, this is going to be one of these good ones. And it was, like, a place barely... Probably not even as big as the Triple Rock, so it was going to be a ride in there. Fun. Good, good, good. And at the last second, the uh, like the bar owner or somebody was like, "This show, this early all ages show, isn't happening. It has to be twenty one plus." And there's like kids in like line, and they got apparently they've been able to do things there before. And some bullshit, some Coon Rapids style bullshit, something happened. And then like not one of those kids was over twenty one. I don't even know if anyone. I probably shouldn't even have said the hot chick thing. I don't know if anyone was even eighteen. They were just like <laughs> hot topic kids that were ready to rage and like waste their parents' money on our T-shirts and stuff. A lot of teenage angst. Going yeah. On. yeah, and that's yeah, who. Yeah, that's yeah, who we. Yeah. That was our moment in the sun. Hey, man. And like, and they all just had to go. They're like, well, we can still have the show. And there's like three weirdos, like kind of fat dudes in psycho stick shirts, kind of like left. <laughs> you know, it's like okay, like um, you know, they'd probably be at a Blue Felix show later. Like, like we're, this is good. this is now this went from exciting to sad. And it's like bye bye money, cool. Like see you kids later. Uh, but then they were like, hang on guys, don't go anywhere. Let's just move. Let's say fuck this venue. We like loaded our stuff back out and like let's just. They were like, we can hook up a house party. And I'm like, I'm not above that. Let's do it. And the kids are like, we can all come. Like, yeah, like, that's fine. I'm like, yes, oh, you can. this is weird. Tell your and, moms. Well, so we go to play this house party. <laughs> and the one stipulation is there's going to be this, like, other band on the bill. And it's the guys that, like, own. It's a party house. And they're, right. they're, they're in a metal makes band. Makes sense. Makes sense. There's big, fat guys with beards. It's got to be a price. And and that <laughs> and it doesn't even. I don't even really care. So I'm like, you know, okay, well, we're playing in, like, like my basement is, like, closer to... I could set this up into a real venue way better than what we were dealing with. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Because there's room back behind this curtain, and there's, like, there's the bar over there. Like, honestly, if we had one drum set everyone shared and some amps back behind this, we're like, all right. It's like, there could be, like, 40 people down here and just yeah. be like, okay, you can drink yeah, over yeah, there, yeah, and you yeah, can, you know, we've got the yeah. couch out of here and everything. Yeah. Like, you could do it. Any better than where we were, it was more like if the show happened there right. and only in there, right? And people were like leaning in through the door, and it's like, you know, we were selling t shirts and stuff because the kids wanted, you know, they saw us play with MSI. They're like, reference for the people that's like eight by eight, right? There. Yeah, it's just got the six, exercise six machines and, and, and stuff in there, and like, yeah, storage. Um, yeah, and like, so it was very. It worked and it was whatever. And they were like, well, don't load your stuff in. Just like use the drums that's sitting here. You, we had a lot of specialized shit, but we we're like, oh, who cares? Fine. Uh, we were using their amps and stuff. And like, I think we blew one of their amps and like, I was like, oh God. And they had like a lot of Iron Maiden posters and things. And it's like, okay, <laughs> like there's these like, you know, kind of just these like weird throwbacky metal and like punk bands. I didn't exactly recognize. We'll get back to that in a second. Like hanging up on the walls. Anyway, we get done, and we're like, okay, cool, like, that kind of worked, at least. It went better than it would have been playing at the bar venue to nobody. 
not as cool as playing at it because it had like a real sound system and stage to like 150 Hot Topic kids that were like only there to see us. But uh, I, I, I go walking outside and I see one of the guys that lives there. And it's hot down there. It's a hot, muggy night outside. And as 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 we're passing in the night, he's just, as you do, fat metal guys getting later, a couple of bands have played. He, like, takes his shirt off. Ah. And he has a lot of tattoos. Okay. Um, right. One of them was a, a bird. Mm. A big bird made of metal. <laughs> what was it holding on to? Uh, it was holding <laughs> what, you know, could have been a Native American symbol, you know? Maybe if it was like in a mirror. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it wasn't though. So maybe he got it done in a mirror and he had made a mistake. I don't think that's what happened. And uh, it oh wasn't my alone. God. My God. No. There was that thing that looks like a crosshairs. Uh, and there was a, oh boy. Uh, and there was a lot. And one of the other guys walked by and they were talking and like, he had... He had some ones, too. They were a little bit more specific. There was writing. I'm not going to say what it said. But anyway, like, I watch. I'm, like, going, like, dude, I'm, like, 26 or whatever. Like, I'm, like, do-do-do-do-do. And I just started, like, walking backwards. I'm, like, we have to leave. We have to go right now. We just Time played at a skinhead fucking thrash punk metal yep. guy house. Time to go. And, like... On the way out, I'd kind of like. Luckily, we hadn't. We'd kind of borrowed equipment, and I was like, "I don't think they noticed we broke anything yet." We were like getting out of there, and like we were trying to leave, and kids were having us like sign CDs. And one of the guys comes over, like, "Oh, well, hey, you're doing a little business." Uh, their band was called Pissed Officer. I don't know why. Doesn't Pissed matter. Officer. Some weird Nazi punk That's thing. Funny. And they're like, "Yeah, I was like, it's kind of like I think I kept." I kept one of their patches at because you know if you're actually in World War II you get to take some stuff home and it's like oh, a yeah. pissed officer patch I'm like I know what this is from I'm not proud of it but it's in a box somewhere where I'm like yeah. this oh, is yeah. just part of the nightmare yeah. I lived through yep. um, there's worse things than that hidden around here but from worse parts of the world although uh, honestly some of uh, not much but he was like, we we got we got CDs and shirts. He's like scaring these kids with their just like Iron Eagle fucking swastika tattoos and stuff. We and have just school like, tomorrow. American History X. And I'm like, yeah, man. I was like, kind of like, what do I do? Because I'm like, even at 26, it's like I was hot headed er back then, much hot headed or however you hotter headed. Yeah. And I didn't, I did, I don't love that stuff. I'll tell you that right now. But my my self preservation was still surprised. It's pretty, it's excellent now. It was still pretty okay back then, where I'm like, don't fight this cop. Just yep. go, yes, sir, and then disappear when he's not looking. Yes. That's what you do. You don't go, fuck you. You go, absolutely, absolutely. He's like, no, I'm going to go over here and look for your friends. And I'm like, I'll be right here. Yep. Like that. You yes. don't go, like, well, well, you go, fuck yourself. You know, bad idea. Yeah. And so That's I'm dealing with a 300 pound fucking white supremacist skinhead guys, and this is their place. So I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like we're just selling. So like, you guys aren't leaving, are you? I'm like, no, 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 no. But we gotta like get our shit together, and like we got a couple kids bought shirts. Uh, we, you know, it's a big. Well, everything's a mess. You know, it's a change of plans. Last second. I'm being cordial. You know, I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We gotta like, yeah, all right, yeah, yeah. You know, you Slowly, and me, we gotta fucking stick together. I'm like, oh god, he's touching me. Yep. And like, <laughs> he's passing his. Like we're just gonna get it all like locked up into our into our trailer and all good because you know how can you know. I even was like, you know how it could be sometimes. He's like, yeah, you got to watch out for, I don't want to hear who. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, so like, uh, and then like, but then our bass player who was like, to this day, a problem, honestly. It's like, he's one of those guys where 
Old bass player. Uh, sometimes when they when they stop drinking, it turns out it wasn't the booze. Ah, yeah, he was just a problem. And but he kind of started like, you know, he has a real and and to his credit, he has a real Indiana Jones opinion of those kind of guys, and I appreciate that. So do I, really. But he was like, you know, and I'm like, get. I like had it by the back of the shirt. And I'm like, we're gonna just not fucking pick it. Like I didn't have like. <laughs> Like, Where he's like Jones, and the other guy is the huge dude with the turban and the sword. He, or, or the guy from the like plane. pulls out the gun and shoots him. Yeah, but we didn't have guns back then. And out of everybody who was ever in that band, I think I'm the... Well, David does. But like I'm the only guy when whenever you see me anywhere, I might actually have one in the spot you'd expect and a smaller one in my ankle. Like <laughs> right, I'm like right. that guy now. And like I was not even a little bit that I was too poor. Right, Guns right. are expensive. Yeah. And like I, I also I think Bullets kind of are expensive. all of it. And like I wasn't into it anyway either. I mean, it was my right, grandpa right. had guns, and I was like kind of fascinated, and I like RoboCop, and but I wasn't like I don't you know, I don't know if I should yeah, have right. a gun. You're not trying to carry around. A gun. Now, like like you know, this house is made of guns. Now, like don't yes. don't lean on a wall too hard. A gun yeah, will come yeah. out of it. Love but it. but. Not the case. And also, we were not, like, I was the biggest guy in that band by a margin. So it's like, <laughs> don't go picking fights with these dudes. Like, yeah, one of them is it. bigger than the four of us. You know, so, like, we get in and we get, like, the, the other two guys hadn't noticed all this stuff. And I was just kind of like, they were like, oh, we're going? I'm like, we got to get out of here. And then I, like, basically, it was fresh. I, like, recapped the story. They're like, Jesus Christ. Kelly, <laughs> we should go back there. I'm like, you shut up. Like we have you to leave, and you we're go. never gonna. Do- I should have left him there. We, I mean, <laughs> hindsight's twenty twenty, my friend. But yeah, and then later I was just like, oh, Kenosha, and like, but that was the thing. There was a lot of like, there was the kids from the show. Then there was like sort of like the slightly older nose ring girls that were there that were probably twenty one and everything. And I should probably do my best to assume one of them was at least for the purpose of the story, because we were there for a while. <laughs> but anyway, that probably wasn't wise, whatever I'm alluding to. Who knows? You can't prove anything. Cause they didn't seem that weird about what they were seeing walking around. And I'm like, oh uh, uh, yeah, this- God. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, Feruza Balk was hot in American History X, but don't stick your dick in that. You know, that's not a good idea. And yeah, so like, uh, yeah. And also, exactly. probably was dating someone there who was like seconds away from finding out about that and was maybe going to kill whoever yeah. I was. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. So that whoever, whole thing. Whoever you. Whoever were. I. Whoever that guy was who did that, that was me. <laughs> um, and so, yeah. But I, the cavalier nature, and the, everyone that suggested it was a well-known place, and even these people we knew were like, oh, we'll just have it here. They're like, no big deal. And I'm like, what the f- Why is this so okay? And it turns out that that place is just filled with that shit. Mm. And they're to the point where a movie from 1975 where David Carradine is a guy with removable arms called Frankenstein driving a lizard car uh, alluded to it, and people got the joke. That's how big of a deal it was. <laughs> well, that rules. Yeah, that's that, uh, yeah, that's that story. I don't think I've told that story on here before. I've told it a thousand times, but I don't think on here. But that's what I I didn't even you know remembering stuff like this is hard without a running start. Right. I mean, we've got a good running start at this one. Oh, we definitely did. Derek and I talked about 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 voting and like the local local biker gangs and uh and work and stuff boring or stuff that it was like good that we didn't bother recording or whatever but um because yeah oh yeah i haven't either derek's been on the podcast once before he blows glass for minnesota legit um i i work for the the larger sort of agency that surrounds that place and you know uh 
X from Blue Felix obviously works at Parliament. If you know him at all, you know that he also does that. If you're on the internet and this is on the internet, it all makes sense. Yeah, I met Derek once starting work, and you know we're pals, so be on the podcast with me sometime. Yep. And now we're doing it. Yep. And one of the things we kind of meant to get like more into was uh, the time. <laughs> my guitar player uh, Owen, who was in the band at the time of that story, just texted me asking me if I was busy. And I, it's Sunday night. <laughs> yeah, I, no, I know they good. give they, a call. Well, no, he. I know for a fact that they do this karaoke thing in Richfield at Sandy's Tavern, which is like down the street from my parents' house where I used to like live when I was young, and um, he still lives somewhat adjacent to that area. And like Figgles' girlfriend, this means nothing to so many people. Although some some people listening, I think she runs the karaoke thing, and he goes oh. there all the time. Okay, and cool. every once in a while, the timing so is so a thing. By this time on Sunday, if I'm not full of lorazepam, I'm full of booze. And I can't, I'm not driving to a karaoke bar either way. And Agreed. it's far, it's just a little too far. Like I just recently discovered, and we were definitely talking about this, and we're definitely going to go there, that I don't live too far away from the, a place called the Camden Social, oh, yes. which is this bar on Lindale uh, that is a, um, a, a just a spectacular thing. It shout is, out Camden Social. Shout out Camden Social. It's 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 got like high end drinks, low end drinks if you want them. Fucking, it, it's like nice in there. It's a it's a black owned business that was helped into existence, like a like not in a shady way, but just by it was a bunch of other places that didn't work out for years, you know. And these new owners came in, and 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 are the the city council person that I just voted for and who I like a lot helped kind of facilitate the steps to like let's have like a cool black owned bar where you can like wear suits to it and stuff like the owner wears like a hat like that and shit and and, like greets people and he's like they're like the coolest people run it and like being in there is like being in a movie like me and my friend uh ben who i've mentioned on this podcast who like helped me with like prius stuff uh we went we went to drink there the other day and um it was like being in like a cool movie it was like there was like like a female biker gang and like like cool lesbians with like spiky white hair that like look like they run art shows and like guys that look like Little Wayne and like dudes wearing like suits and fedoras and stuff. It's like it was like a wild. What more do you need? Yeah, and just like their old fashions are like really good. Like it's like when, you, know, you go to some places and you're like, I want a classic cocktail. They kind of have their own fucked up spin on it. Not here. I mean, you can. They have house drinks and whatever, but it's like you can order like an old man drink and they'll knock it out of the park. Just, it's great. And here's the other thing about it. I'm not going to, like, give away exactly where I live, but I figured out I can get there without ever going on even a half-busy street. Like, just a straight-up neighborhood house stop sign crawl to the back parking lot where there is just... And, you know, we're over north, motherfucker. It's like, if there's cops (laughs) in that area, they're already dealing with something. Like, maybe if you're getting on the highway or driving down that main drag of Lindale that's kind of over there, it's like, you might have a little bit of bad luck if your taillight's out and you're driving on the sidewalk. <laughs> and it might be like, you're drunk, sir. Like, But, like, it's yes. a straight-up, like, you can sneak drive, like, 22-year-old idiot high and drunk drive home safe and sound. Like, and, I, it, like, it, it's, like, Love magic. It. And um, I was there the other day. I think, well, nope, I kind of forgot why I started talking about that. But... I think that I was just going to circle back into uh, 
the per- the person that I regularly vote for helped make this whole thing I'm describing possible. Where it where it is like like it's it's fancy and 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 I I, I, I I don't think anything shady does happen there, but I think it's like a nice place because I think that well this is one of the things Derek and I were talking about earlier. Um it's that like the the big big dudes in suits. Big 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 black guys that are dressed like 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 they're at Boardwalk Empire run that place. And there's just that magical little hint of I love this and this is cool and everyone's happy to see me and it's friendly and I'll bet if someone gets out of line they're getting worked over with lead pipes behind the back. <laughs> yeah. I mean <laughs> like, I mean at at minimum. Like, and so so you know what? No one gets out of line yeah. and we all have a real yeah. nice time. Guess guess and, guess where you can go and people guess where you can go where people behave and have a great time. Yeah, you can it's like, it's that beautiful sense oh God, of, of community that only only the only the threat of very reasonably and calmly doled out violence can give you. Where you're like, no, 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 no. They're like everybody could be here. Nobody's gotta worry about nothing because yeah, you're gonna you're gonna get your your throw about and you open the door with his fucking head. Like I just love, <laughs> I love a, like a mob run or a biker gang run, like the machine shop in Flint, Michigan. You're in the safe if 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 you're being if you're being cool and reasonable, you're in the safest place in the world. Even though you're in Flint, Michigan, which is the most dangerous place <laughs> in the world, except for like you know the Gaza Strip right now. But I mean, other than that, the water is good. Flint, yeah, the water may still actually be like a little bit better in 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 the Palestinian war zone or everybody like Flint's water is just black, like it's it lights on fire for real. You can burn it, yeah, it's just, yeah, it's like you know, war is one thing, but capitalism is worse. It's like, and that's what that's where where Flint Flint's fucking downfall comes from. Is like, oh yeah, they don't. You know what they don't do in Flint? Vote in their local elections. No, however, no, they sure don't. There would be there wouldn't be black flammable drinking water. Yeah, this episode's about voting. I guess uh, clearly it's about voting. Yeah, we've well, done it. We've done. We've we've talked about. We've talked about voting inadvertently. And advertently. And advertently. Inadvertently and advertently. <laughs> I mean, I, th- I think we were going to try to talk about the Camden Social. We did. So, like, we're there. We got there, right? We got there. We yeah, got yeah. There. We mentioned that. We mentioned the machine shop in Flint, Michigan that's yeah. basically run by the Sons of Anarchy. And I was going to talk a little bit about how, like, when Derek was, because I, I I mentioned you because I had that whole solo podcast about my car issues and stuff, and how you were kind enough to like pick me up on your way to work because you actually yes. like live not only close to me but in a in a place where I'm on the Literally way there on my way. Yeah. Otherwise, because I have a hard time asking people for help, I just it's a problem. And I know you're like like happy to do it, but even I was still just like, well, I don't know, man, is it all right? If like it's just been built into me since I was a kid, but. Yeah, and that's where we only took... Oh, right, because we're talking about like you not driving on the freeway, and we got a little sidetracked. That's how I discovered Camden Social. Yeah, and <laughs> and the like these just crazy, like, ju- not even like junk stores, but like industrial junk stores. Like right. things where it's like the this building, you can just go find like, oh, I need like a door for my like house, or I need like God knows what, but it's like this building made of sheet metal, and the, the lights on either side of the door are too like... Like, um, 
like 1920s we can do it like like women's metal arms holding torches they're like made out of fucking steel like on either side of it like it's just just yeah. wild ass play and it's just <clears throat> that side if you're in Minneapolis when you're on like the river side of 94 the businesses along the river the businesses along the river are just you can spend nuts. all day, yeah. and it's like it's like you, it feels scary, and like, but it's cool. And there's yeah, yeah like again, we're, we're alluding to the the Flint, Michigan, you know, the the Zinc Brothers and the the, the biker gang <laughs> running that place is why you're so safe there because you're not safe within a block in any other direction. Um, the Hell's Angels Clubhouse of the chapter, I guess, that must be in Minneapolis, is. Also over there, right like there, yeah. that, depending on yeah. which way you take, you might drive by it. It's kind of nondescript, but you were just like, hey, look at that. Like, read the door real quick. And I'm like, oh, shit. Like, you wouldn't really be like, no, wandering no. aimlessly. You just if, drive by it. If you're not looking for it, you're not going to know what it is. It's just that. You, I never, yeah. I think I've seen it before. And I was like, oh, building. You've like, probably driven by it a hundred times. It's, you know, it's just a fenced off little area. But if you are looking that way, you're like, holy yeah, you're going to see the logo. <laughs> I just want to dress Whoa. like Pee Wee Herman and go bang on their door and try to yes. hang out with them. Yes. I I'm mean, trying to use the phone. Oh, realistically, <laughs> I, I wonder if anybody's ever fucking done like. But you're the fifth guy in the last nine years <laughs> to show up dressed like Pee Wee Herman. Here, we'll put tequila on the jukebox, go ahead and dance, and then get the fuck out of here, okay? Some, some old lady, we got another one, boys. We got another Pee Wee. You want to see him dance? <laughs> Dude, actually, like, this is convincing me to try this, but I only think I should try it, like, right now, which I shouldn't, because I'm drunk and we all have work tomorrow. But, yeah. hey, at least I can sleep it off in my office like fucking Don Draper now, but we're not going to get super into that. Um, yeah, we almost need to do, like, a... Because I know we talk about doing a mini documentary about glass blowing. Like, that mm. was the whole point of the whole last thing that mm. we did, which I don't even know if we're going to get there because we're 45 minutes. We're five minutes away from Dear Asshole. But I, I always want to do, like... Next one. Yeah, because, you know, you do live, like, a few blocks away yeah. from me. So, yeah, like... this is... Oh, shit! I remember what I was going to say about the Camden Social. I, I saw Matt's car parked on the street because he lives on down that same road. Oh, and me and Ben were like, "Oh yeah, uh, well, another glass blower actually lives by me too, which is wild." And um, he has like this, the, uh, you know, got a stick shift Subaru like sedan, like not like you think a Subaru. It's always like a big car. And he had to go to Colorado to get like a stick shift normal car Subaru. And I've never even seen one of these fucking things, so it's recognizable. Yeah. Um, I won't say what color it is or anything, so you can't go like looking for it. But like, I was like, "Oh my god, that's that's his car right there." And Ben's like, "Who's?" And I'm like, "Okay, I got to talk for like like 11 minutes i think to make this make sense <laughs> but i'm like yeah this is that this is the block he lives on that we had to like go this sneaky drunk driving way <laughs> to go to the bar and back to my house so so there is a way down by his place because he lives on this street. on this street right this street on the other side of the street that i take a left to get here he lives yeah on, that's slightly if, that's if slightly bigger right. road that goes, okay, so if you go to that slightly bigger road that goes to the highway, if you just keep going down yeah, where yeah, I live, yeah. down three or four blocks, like the block right before you would turn <laughs> take it right to go on to the Cannon right Tavern, like, but he's there. He's on this street just down. Oh, man. Like, literally, like, if, if, if like he's another person where if I needed a ride to work, I would have been like, yeah. can you yep. come up and grab me? But I, his, you're more like always showing up at about the same time. 
he can be kind of yeah. erratic or he's like, oh, I'm going straight to like band practice yeah. afterward. Yeah, you know, so it may yeah. not have quite yeah. made as much sense as much as we talk and stuff. And I get along with, with Matt. I saw his band play at the state fair when mm-hmm. uh, me and uh, Alexis and Chris and Nikki went. Yep, yep. And uh, the, um, not the Rack and Tours, that's Jack Jack White's things, but it's still the, the Vagabonds. They're yep. like a known, if you listen to the current and stuff, yeah. like, you know what that is. They're very yep. good. Oh, yeah. And uh, He plays with like 10 of those bands. I know. I was like madman, dude. Yeah, he said, he told, uh, I was sitting there with. Shout out Matt and Shout out to Matt. I have the, he was sitting there talking to, like, Wally was there and I was sitting there and he was like, yeah, I have like 40 w, or uh, 1099s a year. I have to fill out or something yeah. from all the different like things he does. Like That's crazy. Like that is fucking a nightmare. Doing because like whenever I made any money from music or art, I went well. I'll say one thing: the early days, I wasn't filling out a single thing, and it was right. Whatever, well, but he's doing it like the right way, trying to pay the rent. Yeah, even when I was making a little money, I wasn't exactly. It took me until my older years to be like, um, oh, it turns out that you you can pay even less taxes than not paying your taxes by doing your taxes in the fucking shady guy way that's actually legal right you start if you start <laughs> acting like a rich guy or a corporation even if you're not rich it turns out that works it's just that like they it's not that you can't do it you can do it too but it's not like they teach you in school right. or anything where i'm like writing off crypto losses so i get more back in taxes than i even spent on buying them in the first place even though i didn't make any money it's like dude like you could get away with just so much shit and there's nothing wrong with it <laughs> If you have a reputable guy, it's like it's up to him to go yes or no on stuff. And he's like, yep, here you go. Yep. Uh, it, it, it's crazy. So I'm like, I just hope that that is what I hope Matt's running it in that in that in that way, because he does. He deserves every dime that he makes. And um, yeah. And he's my neighbor. He's in the same uh, technically within Lynn Bohannon. And there's another. Um, I remember I talked to you. There's a gal that used to work. For, for Wally, for legit, who now, who lives here and now joined Amanda, whatever her name is. She's like an HR kind of person. Okay, yep, yep. Friends with Chris and Nikki. But she joined the, the Neighborhood Association. She was like, I live here and I want to get involved. And then she came up to me and she's is younger than I am. Not, I don't know. I don't, I don't know exactly. Maybe early 30s, but like. She's friends with Amanda? Is Amanda, or, I think. Oh, she is Amanda. I keep forgetting the name. Brown hair. Yeah, like kind of a lot of like curly stuff. A little bit, yeah. yeah. Nose ring, but that's everybody. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she was like, she's uh, cool. She is cool. I she was like, I want to get involved, and I know how to do all this stuff. And uh, like, she was like excited about the most boring parts of the meeting. So I'm like, well, you'll fit in good because this is what this is like. Uh, but then she was like, you look and sound familiar, and I was like, oh no. Uh, well, I've done a lot of music. She's like, are you like, did I get a uh, are you like a realtor that I got a mailing from? I'm like, oh, no, I don't have my real estate <laughs> license. And I was like, I, I used to be in all these bands. And she was like, local? And I'm like, well, T-shirts and Hot Topics in other states, CD sales in other countries, local, I guess. But yeah, I live here. Uh, and she's like, I don't know. And I'm like, I didn't want to name any names. So I'm like, I just want this to come around organically. And I was like, well, I work for a company called Minnesota Legit. She goes, I used to work for Wally. I'm like, What? It's like, yeah, I know Chris and Nikki. I know here. Here's a, I did. I, I officiated Neil and whoever's wedding, and she showed me pictures. Um, sorry, it's a little inside baseball. Chris Massimore, X. You, you, if you're listening to this, you know who that is, and his wife. 
um, friend of theirs, and she used to, I guess, work where I worked or whatever. The funny story that I wanted to tell you, and it's 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 a relatable work story, an easy one to tell on the air, is that um, she was like, oh my god, like, here, let's take a picture. I'm going to send it to Wally. And I'm like, uh, yeah, he wants to see my goddamn face one more time before bed. Because this was like at like 8.45 at night when the meeting was wrapping up. Yeah, yeah. And I, I was like, he's going to he's gonna think we're conspiring against him or whatever. And she's like, no, I'm going to send him the picture or whatever. And uh, I talked to her for a little bit. And I'm like, oh, yeah, cool. Well, yeah, join. You're enthusiastic and you actually like probably like know how to pull yeah. some levers here. That so It's like me and a bunch of people that used to be civil rights attorneys and old ladies and stuff and like people that know a lot of things but maybe not like people management things the way right, she right, probably right, does right, so i'm like yep, okay yep, you actually yep. you might be exactly who needs to be helping out with this also like lives within blocks of here um yeah but it was actually funny because i the next morning i talked to wally about it he's like well what yeah no she worked what was what, what was the picture and i was like i she joined the i'm on the neighborhood council board or whatever and like she wanted to join. She lives in my neighborhood. And he's like, yeah, well, I even used to live over north for a little bit or someone he knew did. I don't know. But I was like, yeah, I told her, like, don't send that picture. He's going to think that we're conspiring against you in the night. And it actually hit so cl- I got like a like a look down and laugh from him. Like, like, ooh, that's a big laugh from that guy. He was like, because <laughs> he knows that he was thinking that. Totally. And that's dude. why it's funny. Like, Damn, they're on to me. <laughs> he's like, oh, they were, which only tells him. They are conspiring against yeah, him because it's yeah. like they're hiding in plain sight. Yeah. <laughs> like that's. But it was we had a, we had a fight. He told me that she was cool and whatever, and like, oh, that's yeah, good. She and he, was yeah, whatever, she was cool. and she was. Cool. I, and I went and talked to mention it to Chris too because I'm like, hey, I met somebody, and yeah, she's gonna like. We voted to have her join the board because we're like shy a few people or whatever. So we'll have a little bit of a coming all the way back around to the voting thing. She's good shit and yeah. the work thing and She'll everything. She'll do well. I think the. Uh, there's some sort of good alignment in the universe where I wound up with a cool car. Uh, things <laughs> at, things at work are, are, are progressing in ways they that are, are interesting. And these, uh, you know, that election got won by who I liked. We have a new person helping out that's connected to you and, and Chris. And I mean, it's things are full circle, baby. It's a small world, and that is, I think, a net positive. Honestly, I think it's. Yoda was right. You know, never, always to the horizon you are looking. Never your mind on what yeah. you're, where you are, what That's you are right. doing. Keep stick to your thing because if you start going on tour, you end up in Kenosha, Wisconsin, playing a show <laughs> in a house with a bunch of skinheads, and that's no good. Don't do that. <laughs> That's what ambition gets you. It just gets you yes. almost getting murdered. It in a lands you in Kenosha. House. Yeah, you end up in Kenosha, Wisconsin, and you're like, "Oh, it's all just going to be like that '70s show." And it's like, well, parts of it, but not. <laughs> just lands you in Kenosha. It it really does. But we talked about no glass at all, but that's fine because we can do that next time. Yep. Um, what we have to talk about now is this awful book called Dear Asshole. Oh, my favorite. Yeah. So the last time I was here, it was the laundromat. Oh. It was the dickhead at the laundromat, or you left your shit in the dryer and all that stuff. Which I don't know. It was I don't know. that one? That Hopefully, one. this one's a little better. I it just I don't expect. There's no way to leave notes. By the way, it was um, very Karen-y. We got a new. God, what was it? We got like um, 
Peacock, one of them. We've like collected, it's like the Infinity Stones. Like we're getting all these streaming services, but it's like, oh, (laughs) one of our in-laws let us use one of our like, (laughs) like we're paying for a couple of them. Like Netflix was just like, oh, I've been a T-Mobile customer so long that it cost me like a dollar a month or something or whatever. No, it's like forever, but for like no money, for like one or two bucks. It's awesome. And so it's like we have all, we have all the streaming stones are all lighting up. (laughs) Um, But there was a, this reminds me of this book. I think it's Peacock. It might be Max. I'm not quite sure which one it is, but it's got a run of these awful, and by awful, I mean great, AMC shows that are all like um, collections of cell phone videos. It's it's like the laziest thing in the world. It's reality stuff. It's like the house that cheaters built, except for it's just cell phone footage with, with professional voiceover and music. And right. it's like... Explain cu- what's happening. Customer wars neighborhood wars and car wars oh my god and it's all walmart freakouts yeah yeah that's endless video just fucking fucking neighborhood things like um and uh road rage and all by a guy who he totally is like the cheaters um remember that show was like a great fucking uh who over over pontificates a little bit you know like on cheaters it'd be like you know, some fat guy and some fat bitch he's cheating on his fat wife with are going to Denny's. Like, they later meet up and they decide to go to a local eatery and treat themselves to a feast. <laughs> like, it's Denny's, you fucking asshole. Yeah, a feast. <laughs> they treat themselves to a feast of, of, and it's like, it's blurred out, but it's fucking Denny's. Yeah, of Denny's steak and eggs. And I love it. They do it on this thing, too. They're just kind of like, like, a local customer took umbrage with a policy at this uh, big box reading. It's just obviously Walmart. It's always Walmart. It's just blurred out. And it's just like you can see the little Walmart asterisk leaking out of the side of the blur thing. Big box. Yeah. And it's like they took umbrage with a policy, which is like the self-checkout machine is racist. And someone gets punched in the face. It's awesome. I was like just, I was making me mad and happy at the same time. (laughs) It was a wonderful thing. And I was making Alexis watch because she... Gets amped up too, but she does. She likes those better. She hates hoarders. So I make her watch that. She's like, Ooh, "That's a tough one to watch." Why don't you just kill these people? <laughs> that's a tough like, watch. Yeah, <laughs> but then then we start cleaning the house, so it's like kind of you know, we don't there yeah, there there. But for the grace of God, go we. Yes, um, exactly. And that that sort of ties into this book, dear asshole, a little. And this particular right, entry is dear asshole literer, and you know, a writer. Oh, like a literary, a litterer, or a litter of puppies? No, it's someone that throws crap on the ground, like you're littering. Ah. You know, okay. littering and... Right. A litter. Littering and... Right. Littering and... Smoking the reef. Yeah. Um, <laughs> candy bars. Yeah, so... This is about throwing garbage around. Now, again, this book is, is, is classist and occasionally racist, but sometimes it it's like... It isn't funny or good. Take that right out of your mind. But at least it's relatable here and again randomly. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, don't litter. Litter is bad for the environment. That's, you know. So they're going to leave a note in the form of a piece of paper. They're just going to throw out their car window. By the way, yeah. Yes, what is this going to solve? They're going to throw it at you. This going to make it worse. This is the litterer. Dear asshole litterer, the world outside of your car window is not a garbage receptacle. Fucking hilarious, guys. As mm, usual, knocked yes. it out of the park. Killing it. 
Someone goes, the world outside of your car window is not a garbage receptacle. Should we workshop this at all? No. Okay, you can't just throw your beer bottles. And by the way, I love, yeah, just people who drive around throwing beer cans out the window. That is cool. Because it means you're drinking them. And it means it's the 70s. And that's where we all belong. Yes. Beer bottles and fast food bags. the last time this person saw that happen. Oh, you definitely... And fast food bags out there and expect someone else to clean up after you, you slob. You know, this misses a certain part of the human condition. I don't know that people that are throwing garbage out their windows while they're driving are expecting someone else to clean up. The, the carony tone of this just permeates. It's like, I'm going to throw this sh- this beer bottle out my window, and I know someone will pick it up. Yeah, only because I know yeah, that not that like, pick it up. I don't care that the street right. is just littered yeah. with beer cans like, and dead squirrels. This is where I need to throw this. And garbage. Yeah, I'm like, I'm just going to pick it up. I'm just doing this. I don't care what happens at all. <laughs> and it's like the fact that you don't have... Like, oh, you don't give a fuck what happens outside of your car, even though when you get out of your car, you're going to live in a world of garbage you created. See, fun. Again, you can workshop funnier lines yes. without even paying yes. attention. This Meredith and I once thing. made one that I wrote notes on it. It's like, it was like actually funny. And it took like three minutes. Yeah. And I, I just can't with this book. But anyway, <laughs> what's your issue? Ooh, scathing. There are garbage cans all over the place. You know, those rare and elusive cylindrical devices that can be found on almost every street corner? And again, I still don't know if this was written by someone that hates women and is making fun of them and that's what they and they, they, they just picked a fake name, you know, or someone that understands that there are definitely women out there that talk like this and, and, and like <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm trying to make a joke, or I'm like, I, you know, where I'm the asshole, or it's like this was either written by someone that hates women or someone that really understands women, <laughs> or I, I don't know how to make that. And it's it's probably I hacky. Mean, it's I I often think about if this is a man, is it a woman? You know, you've said it's the authors are women. two women apparently two women. with the same last name. So it's just like, okay, are they married? Are they sisters? I think they're sisters, and I think their dad owns a publishing company. That's the best theory we've gotten. Chris's idea that it was written by AI was so great until I found out it came out in 2011. I thought it was new. I, You know what? I'm going to throw my mine in here. I, I think this is written by freaking geezers, dude. Oh, yeah. Like, Old people. Either that or... Just maybe a single child with very old parents. <laughs> maybe. Or just like this. This might have been is... written by a committee of like out of touch people who were like older than you and me back when it was written. You know what I mean? Like who are like in their right. 60s or some shit. Right. So this is, you said 2011? Yeah. Maybe? Okay. Even though like my dad's in his like mid to late 60s and he's way funnier than this. <laughs> like my dad, yeah, be like, dude. you're getting close to retirement. Here, I will help you write a better version of this book, just for a way for us to hang out. You know, like just yeah. He's a funny guy. He can drink me under the table still, which is boy, that's something. But like, <laughs> yeah, like because my parents got me this book. That's why the the the, the reference connects. Um, anyway. Yeah, sorry. This is no, no. Don't be sorry. Meredith yells at me for taking too long to do this, and then I just go longer. <laughs> but when she gets back from Shout her, out um, Meredith, yeah, she is um, working for the IDF right now, trying to keep Israel strong. 
No, she's she's just been busy. She's not. She's 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 she's, she's not actually a militant undercover person working for the Mossad. Um, During the week, anyway. Yeah, he he said to throw them off the trail. Well, you know, I drive a spy car now, so I gotta. It's not the size; it's what you do with it. Oh, I'm making hints as to the car I bought. Um, so. The cylindrical devices on almost every street corner. Okay, start using them because if I see one more combos wrapper, I wonder if they kicked in some money, floating whimsically across my lawn, someone will lose an eye. So you're going to stab someone in the eye if you see a combos wrapper. Combos, get at me about I will do ads for you on this podcast. Oh, uh, the the sign-off is bite me, which is just Ah. random. P.S., you better dispose of this letter properly, asshole. Now, see, there's okay, the thing. Okay, here we are. You know, you are giving, you are, you are, this is like a courtroom thing. Like, you, you the the per, you, the reason you're giving this person this chunk of this tear-out book, that's the thing, it's got perforated edges. Yeah, so you can be like, ooh. You can leave this. Here's, here's, just, yeah, this is for you. <laughs> you have to read that, and you're just going to be like, oh, and they're like, it's, oh, it says, that I shouldn't litter, but then also I definitely shouldn't use this to litter. Oh, and she's just like, ah! And then someone, yeah, she says someone will lose an eye. I assume it's her having a brain aneurysm in her yes. eye, just like flies out. Um, I forgot to talk about this. I think I'm going to play us out. I usually say something kind of funny at the end. Boy, if that didn't get you to turn it off... Nothing will. The Reverend John Wheeler podcast takes zero responsibility for the words, actions, or ideas of its host, guests, or listeners. Though the people on the screen may at times be speaking directly to you and may occasionally give you direct calls to action, neither Reverend John nor the Alchemical Cocktail Lounge are under any moral or legal obligation to answer for the potentially disastrous repercussions that may arise if you are stupid enough to actually follow the orders of a raving lunatic. Think for yourself and do whatever you want because you're on your own. If anyone ever tries to sue this podcast, black SUVs will converge on your location in the darkness of night and you will never be seen again. Remember to like and subscribe.